0: Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. And now when you use promo code DNVR, you can make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's only with promo code DNVR and only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Patrick Lyons.
1: And I am Suzy Hunter. I gotta just say this right now. I realized it's been three years since I've watched an All-Star game on TV. Because last year, no, I was there. You were there in person. We didn't have one in 2020. So it was kind of a treat last night.
0: Absolutely. that That's true for uh, this whole show. It's probably true for a lot of people in, in Colorado, right? Nothing in 2020. And then, yeah, we were all hanging out at, at Coors Field. Some of us, most of us, many of us. A lot of us, yeah. Sure. You're right. So it was definitely a much different experience and kind of remembering things I never did you ever get a chance to actually go back and watch the television broadcast of the Home Run Derby in the game I promised myself I would and I and I didn't
1: you know what if I if for if for some reason I thought that I had made it onto TV I would have watched it but but I I was like so busy that whole week like I was still on my road trip I'm like I don't have time to just like sit down and watch a game that I I lived in person so uh, i didn't i didn't rewatch any of them
0: i meant more along the lines of in the off season but because no was my, no was because my,
1: my my attention span does not work that way because i totally forgot about it by the time the off season came along
0: there you go well i don't think we're going to forget about an awesome near ground into double play by cj crone what a moment for the rockies here <laughs> <laughs> in the all-star game though it was exciting when crone got in the game because you know they weren't talking about it. i know that was something that you pointed out Susie. that not not a lot of crone conversation he didn't really get that that chance that opportunity i think maybe you know had he had a hit or something like that again if things had just played out differently i think people would have said wow this is a, this is a really good story probably not as good as a daniel bard uh daniel bard's also more of a of a personality in a sense so uh, that also I, I very much think that would have been highlighted but he just kind of popped onto the screen when someone reached first base and was like oh crone's in the game guys <laughs> everyone wake up crone's in the game it was exciting it was cool
1: yeah yeah it's so funny um like i stepped away from the tv for like a second and then i was like wait crone's here now without like the fanfare i feel like we're so excited about this i don't know why this broadcast isn't getting hype for the crone zone right now. So that was a total snub for sure.
0: It was. And then he, almost, then they tried to back pick a man uh, when he was on first base. Cause he got a somewhat of a large secondary lead, but we know he was not going to be not going to say foolish enough, but he was not going to get caught out there and get picked off because that is frankly, how this game began. I didn't hear anyone talking about, I, I'm not huge into the historical, aspect of all-star games as far as like, Oh, when was the last time a guy got picked off? I'm curious. It is a thing to know, but it's not something I'm going to, I would ever commit to memory because it's just very obscure. The one, one of the few things I would not commit to memory.
1: I was going to say, Patrick, I don't think something being obscure disqualifies it from you committing it to memory.
0: But how often would I be able to utilize that trivial piece of information? Hardly ever, which is why, it's got to go on the, I'm not going to reserve a lot of time to, to memorize that, but Otani, they said, said in the broadcast over eight against Kershaw, what does he do? Single on the first pitch, then gets picked off and you go, okay, this is an exciting start in a a strange way. It was, it was a good open to the game.
1: You know, it was too. And of course, like, you know, everyone's just having fun out there. So I just love seeing Shohei leaving the field laughing. It's just like, I'm like, okay, like, they're just, they're literally just playing a game. They're just having a good time out here.
0: Very true. And all throughout uh, the show, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, the first half, our favorite first half stories. We'll look at the best players in the first half for the Colorado Rockies, maybe make some second half predictions and, and talk about some of the greatest performances by Rockies in all-star games and home run derbies. But, uh, overall, uh, what, what would you, uh, grade out, uh, the, the all-star game. It felt like it might have lulled a little bit towards, you know, the fifth and sixth inning. It definitely seems to have, have calmed down a little bit. They had plenty of the bells and whistles with all the players being mic'd up, but uh, the 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 hype kind of went down a little bit. I think that's natural. Uh, there just wasn't a lot of runs, right? It was a three two victory for the for the uh, AL, and so it was it was really quiet for long stretches of the game.
1: You know what? I didn't even really notice that the game kind of got quiet because there's so much else going on in that broadcast that kept my attention. So I uh, I mean I was entertained the entire time. Um, loved all the bells and whistles. I'm a bells and whistles kind of girl.
0: Yeah, yeah. I maybe we're different in that way. Like, I think we're, I think I we're, I, I think, we're, I think we're
1: a little different. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wanted the actual baseball to be good, and the broadcast was, like I said, was very good. All players mic'd up. Alec Mano was the first one went out. Mm-hmm. Had we? Well, I know Liam Hendricks did it last year, but I guess maybe my head wasn't wrapped around it. Maybe there were a couple other guys last year that did it too. Again, we didn't actually see the broadcast. Yeah. But he was pitching that whole inning, and. Was, like, talking in the middle of it, and it looked like he needed to try to catch his breath. Uh, he was asking the the announcers, like, do you got a scouting report on this guy? And so, good fun banter.
1: Yeah, for sure. It was really fun banter. So, yeah, at first, I'm like, okay, we're getting a lot of Manoa breathing and grunting, like, when he, as he's pitching. Because, you know, I'm sure he doesn't usually... Talk while he's on the mound. Uh, but so, like, at first I was just like, what's happening here? But by the end, I was like, okay, this was so much fun. I loved the banter. But yeah, the funny thing is, I was like, oh my gosh, they're micing up the pitchers. And I feel like a lot of other people on Twitter, like from Colorado, were like, what? Miked up pitchers. And some people were like, no, they did this last year. Why don't you remember? It's like, okay, like, we were all at the game. Like, <laughs> I, did, I had no idea that Liam Hendricks was mic'd up last year. I wasn't watching the broadcast.
0: <laughs> I can just remember because that was something that you know went a little bit viral because I, oh, yeah. I think he cursed a little bit. He had a very cool moment too at the end of the game and not that we need to go in chronological order Yeah, where Julio Rodriguez caught the final out. It uh, might have been the ninth, might have been the eighth. And he shouted out to Julio. he's was like, save that ball. And Julio was like, oh yeah. And he feigned like he was going to throw it over the center field mm-hmm. fence. So that was... I enjoyed that little back and forth band. Again, we need that. We need guys to have fun, to be playing. It is an exhibition game. So, really being on top of all those moments. Uh, was really cool. And what's what's funny, side story tied in with the Rockies, Garvin Alston, a guy who is one of only 10 players in Rockies history to have one career win, and it came with the Rockies. I talked to him last year at the Futures game, and I said, oh, you know, do, do you remember that game? And it was pretty vivid to him. I think he might have won that in 1995-96 uh, at Coors Field. And he said, yeah, uh, after the final out of that game, my first and only big league victory, the center fielder, Trent Hubbard, threw it, threw it into the stands and he got rid of it. And I said, what? And he laughed. He's got a good sense of humor about it. he's a, uh, you know, pitching coach with uh, he, he's bounced around a bunch, but he's a, he's a triple a pitching coach and said, but now anytime he runs into Trent Hubbard, Trent Hubbard is buying the drinks. He's buying the food because he owes him for the rest of his life for getting rid of him, throwing his only big league win baseball, into the stands obviously the stakes were not as high for liam hendrix on tuesday night
1: yeah for sure that i that, that was one of my favorite moments in the whole all-star game i just love i think liam hendrix is hysterical a lot of people agree with me on this but he was just like Holy hell! Ma, the it was great it was fantastic
0: <laughs> andres jimenez had a really nice in the bottom of the first double play that he got started with the behind the back toss that was nice that was a, a flashy little thing that, again, first, if, if you're just tuning in and you're watching a couple innings, I think you loved what you saw there from that. Garrett Cole, Max Freed, were talking in, in opposite sides of the dugout there or opposite sides of the field. Notice that I'm pretty sure Garrett Cole referred to a home run as a pump. And he's saying, oh, hey, Max, you know, now that we get the universal DH, did you ever get a pump in your career? And I was like, did he, did he say that? I'm like, OK, I guess so. Home runs a pump now.
1: Oh, my God. I actually did not catch that. Um, that's a new one for me, for sure.
0: <laughs> Stanton and Judge got mic'd up. They were in the outfield. I thought that was neat, and I was also blown away. I noticed a couple people on Twitter were saying, wait, really? This is Giancarlo Stanton's first All-Star Game appearance with the Yankees? And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. He had a couple down years in the pandemic year. You know, there was no All-Star Game, so that was his first one. He obviously oh, made the most yeah. of it. Uh, with, uh, with, with a big spot now, uh, NL did get on the board early, uh, you had a double from Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, uh, RBI single gave the, uh, NL an early 1-0 lead. And you say, oh, that's, that could be the story there. Betts could be an early front runner for, uh, MVP there. Goldschmidt followed it up with a solo home run after a double play, uh, wiped Betts off the bag. And so it's 2-0 NL, maybe Kershaw even gets the win there. Uh, but unfortunately it was, uh. Tony Gonsolin ended up coughing that up uh, overall. Uh, and that was all we saw of Betts. Betts only had the one AB and, and then he bounced. Uh, it was nice to see him before the game, you know, talking about the importance of uh, uh, baseball and an African-American representation, wishing uh, Rachel Robinson uh, a happy birthday, July 19th. She turned 100 years young. So that was really cool to see that. But Stanton gets up against Tony Gonsalin, blasts the two run home run immediately followed by Byron Buxton with a solo shot first back-to-back home run since I don't actually know, but <laughs> someone knows out there, I, I don't know everything and I'm willing to admit that I don't know everything, but that was a really cool moment. I thought, yeah, I guess San's going to be the MVP. And, and sure enough, he wins the Ted Williams award mm-hmm. for most valuable player in the MLB all-star game. That is a very long title. To, to think about
1: a very long name, something about that glass bat. I just really want to swing it.
0: <laughs> it's pretty neat. I like Nestor Cortez. He was another guy who was mic'd up him and his catcher were both mic'd up and his catcher so wasn't cool. his quote unquote AL catcher. It was his teammate. It was Jose mm-hmm. Trevino. Who's just a national treasure. He was fantastic. He even said before the game, I was listening on uh, MLB uh, network radio on Sirius XM Jenny Kavanaugh, Ryan Spielberg were there, and that was that was great hearing them uh, all throughout the pregame. Mm-hmm. But Trevino said, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but, and then everyone, of course, said, do it. You got to do it. They didn't care what he had to say. You got to do it. He said, I'm going to bring a marker with me out to the field, and when Pujols comes to the plate, I'm going to have him sign my catcher's helmet. And Pujols' the spot in the order came up, in like his second inning was out there, and I think Garrett Cooper had come in to pinch hit. And I was like, no, that was the moment that would have been the spot. It's kind of similar to what was it? Nelson. Wasn't it Nelson Cruz who went and got a selfie uh, with Yadier Molina and the, and oh. the umpire
1: <laughs> yeah. a couple
0: of years years, maybe 2019. Like that would have been such a great moment, but Jose Trevino was really enjoyable to watch. He was over there on first base. Didn't have too much conversation with CJ Cron in that spot. Uh, but nevertheless, again, <laughs> yeah. more mic'd up players and your boy, J-Rod, he was mic'd up for a little while too.
1: He was. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, In general, he was just like the star of this week. He was the star of this all-star weekend after his performance in the home run derby, his performance in the all-star game. But yeah, I love, love hearing from these guys while they're out there playing baseball. Candid, and the Mariners, of fun. course,
0: 12 wins, I think, going into this break. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're yeah. one of those hot clubs, as we said they would be after that big uh, brawl they had mm-hmm. with the Angels. They've been pretty unstoppable. Uh, Ryan uh, Helsey is, was was pretty unstoppable. 103 miles an hour. He wow. let it eat. That was yeah. fantastic. Austin Riley, he had a single, I think, in the bottom of the eighth. That was the first hit since the first inning. So, uh, the, the American League had a damn near no hitter there uh to a certain point and there was there was a cool moment that i know you really like yeah and i think it probably annoyed some people too because it's like okay we're looking at american league all-stars let's let's highlight the young players of the game and sure enough less than a week before he's about to be inducted into the hall of fame big poppy's got to get his hands and i i enjoy big poppy even as as someone who grew up Initially, as a, as a Yankees fan uh, on the East Coast, and not owning like anything that was Boston Red Sox, it would like burn my skin. It's like now seeing anything that's Dodgers, it would, like burns your your hand if you even touch it. <laughs> But yet, David Ortiz is a guy who gets a pass, and he was entertaining. They just kept a camera on him for a couple minutes, and he went wild. He was like a kid in a candy store in the AL Dugout, and was like, where's my guy over here? Who's this? Yep. Oh, i stand between Stanton and Judge. That was pretty cool. I, he I was just that.
1: Yeah, he was just grabbing guys, being like, hi, you're on TV now. Let's have some fun banter. He is so entertaining. I think he transcends that rivalry for sure he is just such a great baseball personality such a beloved person and like such a great character so i'm like we need more big poppy grabbing guys in dugouts and doing t- doing tv interviews
0: he's going from la he's going from west coast to east coast cuz again he's getting inducted this weekend in cooperstown which is mm-hmm. Uh, wild to think about. He asked Alec Manoa, hey, how would you pitch me? And Manoa actually thought about it. I said, all right, let's see. I would probably start you and Poppy said, it doesn't matter. I'm going to take you deep. So, uh, Alan here in our chat, uh, on our YouTube channel, DNVR sports, check it out. Oh, should have had to pitch. Yeah, we agree. We kind of said it yesterday. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you can take him out of the game as DH. And so theoretically he's, he's out of the game, but it's an exhibition. It's a little bit different. He's out of the game as a hitter but he still should be available as a pitcher to throw an inning. But again, there's a lot of people grabbing at him last year in in 2021. He really stepped up. He was the face. He did it all. He did the Derby first pitch, first batter, all that. And so, you know, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot to ask of him. And we don't know some of the other things going on behind the scenes. This is a moment though, where, look, you, you kind of have to, to do those things. I imagine that that is one of the things that's happening right now. I think in MLB, um, not sure how much it's true in the other sports, but so many guys drop out, you know, again, some of it could be injuries. Some of it could be, I'm not really interested in, in being there, whatever it may be. And there's not as much focus as, Hey, this is the game. We're trying to highlight the best of it. And we're, we're really trying to put the biggest names and faces out there front and center and if the players don't go along with that and aren't on board, then the the product suffers, right? Then the, the game itself and and those watching at home uh, may not have the uh, the same benefit of of wanting to watch future games and things of that nature. So, Alan, really good point. It would have been really nice uh, to see Otani pitch. I think that was important. But uh, I'm not I'm not going to come down hard on Otani, saying hey, he did something wrong or his representation did something wrong. I'm going to give him a pass, but. Yeah, I'm bummed.
1: And you know what? When would he, I think we touched on this yesterday. When would he have warmed up? Like, when would he have a chance to warm up before coming in? Like, he's already doing so much stuff.
0: Yeah. And everyone only had one inning pitch. I mean, we've already seen the end of the two innings pitch by the starter era. I mean, I remember at one point it was three innings and that didn't seem like it was all that much, but uh, nevertheless, yeah, they got to figure out a way where again, if he comes out as DH, he's still available as a pitcher so that he can warm up. Uh, and, and, and do that whole thing. It was, it was nice. Uh, what did you, did you like the uniforms? We, I think we both agree. They got to go back to just look wear your team uniforms out on the field. It really when did. We agree on this. Gorgeous. I don't
1: remember agreeing on this. You
0: seem very, you seem like a sensible human being. So that's why I feel you know like you would, you would agree with the teams need to wear their team uniforms with their different colored caps so that it highlights it. And that if you're a fan at home, you go, Hey, where's my Rocky guy? I don't see the purple. Well, no one's wearing purple. No one's wearing any colors because it's just a a blank uniform. That's why I think you would be a sensible person and would want the original uniforms back.
1: How dare you just assume what my opinions are? Actually, I prefer that they have special <laughs> all-star uniforms. Um I I yeah, I don't I don't mind. I don't necessarily need to see like, you know, a million different uniforms on one field.
0: <laughs> mm. I, I, I apologize for calling you sensible but yeah. I will say okay. I did I did overall like the white jersey with the gold that looked sharp that looked good some of the guys had on a gold belt when they came out mm-hmm. uh, for for uh, the lineups and, and all that the gold belt looked really sharp I think that was good the away uh, or the <laughs> away, the al uniforms were okay that like graphite color that mm-hmm. was fine I think I think the al, uniform that they wore was still better than both of the uniforms in 2021.
1: For sure. Yeah, these were a huge upgrade from last year's uniforms. Wasn't a fan. They weren't even for Colorado. They were for Atlanta. So, I mean, that's probably uniform-wise, I think that'll have to be like the worst one that will ever happen, hopefully. But uh no, I liked these. You know, I kind of expected a little more flash, a little more flair because we're in LA, but I mean,
0: white and gray, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And also, I don't know why those first pictures that we saw of those all-star uniforms, I thought that the AL uniforms were were black and it was just like a, not a great picture. So I was like, oh, okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I I, I did prefer that. The, the, the gray more than, than a black, the helmets I thought were really cool and they were just black, but it said AL NL with the little star on it, yeah. Uh, I thought that was a really cool touch. Like it was just something simple, but it kind of tied everything in really well. So uh, I was a big fan of that. In general, I think this might be the last year for the uh, not generic, but the the uniform uniform the the uniform that everyone wears for one side or the other. I think uh, the two, they had a two year deal with Nike, so next year it'll be back for everyone. That was kind of like, hey, I want I want to see the red of the Cardinals uniform. I mean, again, when you do the Derby, that's when you can wear the, the uniform uniform and, and, and go with that. But then in the game itself, go back to uh, the, the, the actual duds and threads. Uh, And so I think that's probably coming back next year, either that or you got to just do a better job of, of, (laughs) of making these generic uniforms because the last two years they were just again, okay. They were just okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, I, I, I think maybe you said this a couple of days ago, but once all the teams have their City Connect uniforms, wouldn't it be great if they all wore their City Connect uniforms to the All-Star game?
0: That Now, that's an idea. Now, that's an idea. I like that. I'd be down uh, with something like that, much like I'd be down for hanging out in the corner of Colfax and York oh. just about at any point when the DVR bar is back up and running. We, we're only a couple weeks out from that going down, and getting that member-sized beer when you're down there and the extra raffle tickets at all the watch parties. But until then, of course, you can still hang out in the members-only Discord. That's not on the corner of Colfax, New York. That's right here on your cellular device. You can hang out. We're chatting about the All-Star Game. We're chatting about Summer League, all kinds of different stuff. You don't have to worry about politics or a-holes. It's just everyone in the DNVR community. It's only 50 cents for your first month. An annual membership, of course, gets you a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com, and you get all the great coverage on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avs, Rockies, Rapids, Rams, Buffs, not to mention rugby, golf. It's it's fantastic. Great bang for your buck, much like Ivaca TV because what Ivoca TV is doing is taking Altitude Sports, it's taking ATT t SportsNet, it's even taking us on the DNVR Sports channel on YouTube and putting it all in one place. So now when you go to slash dnvr you can sign up to get Nuggets, Avs, Rockies, all in one place. We're even talking about Denver Pioneers, uh, CSU Rams for the college sports, Mammoth, Rapids, all in one place. TV slash DNVR. It's typically $25 per month plus the cost of the receiver, but guess what? You can use code DNVR on top of that and save $10 off your first three Months And when you're watching any of those games, and for a little while now, it's going to be Rockies games on at t Sportsnet, make sure you're doing it with an Avalanche Ale. It's the drink of the year, right? It's the drink True of 2021-2022, because we're talking about the Stanley Cup Final champions, the Colorado Avalanche, and their Avalanche Ale. They gave away so many great tickets to the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup Finals, that being Breckenridge Brewery. And now it's time to support them back a little bit more Visit Breckbrew.com to find out about all their different drinks. I mean, they've got some great hard seltzers. If you like the Seltzies, Breckbrew has gotten you covered on that as well. Avalanche Ale, the drink of the year.
1: Well well, said, Patrick.
0: Thank you, Susie. Going into the game when they were announcing the rosters, probably no surprise that Giants players got booed, Padres players got booed, but also Houston Astros players got booed because we know – we know that's who they took down there in the World Series was the Dodgers during the whole sign-stealing uh, fiasco that went down there. But Jack Peterson did get some love as a, as a guy who's currently a Giant. But, of course, we know so many great years with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So it was nice that you know he wasn't forgotten about.
1: Yeah, for sure. Plus, you know, I feel like he's transcended to a new level of appreciation after getting slapped. So. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, we're very appreciative of, of Jock Peterson. hope that doesn't happen again. And hopefully we get some more Rockies All-Stars here going yeah. forward because Rockies have had a bunch and, you know, maybe this is an off season kind of conversation, but I feel like, look, we're talking about the All-Star game, so we should highlight some of the greatest Rockies okay. All-Stars ever. And, you know, obviously we, we know all the Blake Street Bombers. Those guys are, are All-Stars and you've got your favorite. But I thought it would be interesting to kind of look at it from different parameters like the youngest all-star that the Rockies have ever had might not be any surprise. It was Nolan Arenado at 24 years old. And then the guys that were 25 are interesting. Tulo yeah. and Trevor Story. You go, mm-hmm. okay, got it. David Dahl, which was a couple years ago. And you go, boy, the wheels fell off that one really quickly. But you remember it. And mm-hmm. then, and then, guy from Greeley, also a guy from, actually, this guy was from, Alaska. I remember we were talking the other day about Gabriel Hughes being born in Alaska. Yeah, he's got an Alaskan connection. Sean Chacon. I'm drawing a blank. Exactly why? But Sean Chacon, 25 years old, when he made the All Star team as a pitcher, he was injured that year, so uh, unfortunately didn't play. But we got We got to get some 21, 22 year old Rockies All Stars. Man, Zach right? Bean is he going to be an All Star next year? Julio Rodriguez. Hey, we saw him in the Futures game in 2021, 2022. He was in the game. Starting, could could that be the case for a Zach Bean?
1: I maybe
0: I, I don't know. You know I what? Know, I
1: think <laughs> I think if we're gonna, does it count if they were selected for the futures game and maybe didn't play? Because I feel like maybe Ezekiel Tovar could also be a potential young All Star next year.
0: That's that's the trick question, right? That's the the trivia question you throw out there, and because no one's gonna remember that, they're just gonna say. All right, well, Veen was the only one last year. So, all right, we can cross off the 2022 Futures game. Let's go back further and go, wait, wait, wait. You missed someone. He didn't play, but he was in it. So I like your thinking. I like that creativity. Thank you. Could Ezekiel Tovar be the Julio Rodriguez of 2023? Question mark? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, now, most most exclamation Games... point. <laughs> yes, I like that. Uh, <laughs> most All-Star Game appearances. No surprise. Todd Helton, Troy Tulewitzki, Nolan Arenado all had five all-star games. And then uh, right behind them with four, Charlie Blackman, Dante Bichette, Larry Walker. We said it earlier. I know I did. Maybe next year, if it really is Charlie Blackman's final season, does the commissioner select Charlie Blackman? as an all-star. Now that bumps him into that top echelon with 5 All-Star game appearances because we know they did that for Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols and yes, those are first ballot Hall of Fame guys. Charlie Blackman, not a first ballot Hall of Famer, probably not a Hall of Famer in general, but still someone when you look about the, you know, think about the faces of the game or just players who uh, you know, are, are recognizable in general, if no one else is is on their way out, no one else is in their final season, Yeah. You you might invite someone like Charlie Blackman to the game. I was, I didn't know how the commissioner's pick was going to go. I assumed that it was just going to be like the first player who got snubbed, but I love how Mm -hmm. it was, you know, thinking outside the box of just like more of a legendary or notable player. Charlie could be that guy. And maybe just, maybe he could earn it on his own. I think he might've been a little bit close this year. His numbers were, were solid overall.
1: Uh, So wait, hold on a second, Patrick. Um, do you think, I don't think there's any chance that next year would be Charlie Blackman's last year playing.
0: Well, he only has one more year left on his deal after this one. Uh, it's $10 million player option. And that is uh, something that he's already said. Yeah, I'm going to pick that up. I'm I'm coming back Mm -hmm. now. Right. He could, again, with this resurgence this year, you've got to feel a little bit more confident uh, to your point. Like, wait a minute. I feel like he's got at least two more years, maybe a third. I don't know. So maybe this off season, I don't know how much of a priority it would be because again, he is clogging up the DH spot just a little bit. Um, but do you say, well, look, you're definitely coming back for one year on ten mil. Do we give you a two year eighteen million dollar deal, three years twenty five something like that? Mm-hmm. quite possibly and and he's got more left uh, with him. I don't think he really wants to go elsewhere. he does want to finish his career as a rocky. so uh, I'd be more inclined to think, yeah, maybe a two year two year 18 million dollar deal extension um, in in this offseason. so it's now 2024 that becomes you know his final year in the major leagues. but uh contract wise, Next year could be his last. I also don't think he's one of those guys who would full, you know, would come out and say, Hey, MLB, this is my last season. Make Mm -hmm. sure when I come and visit your town, you know, you, you give me something to commemorate it. He's definitely not (laughs) one of those guys. No, he's uh, not. would do that. Right. He wouldn't put himself on that kind of pedestal. Uh, Also next year with every team playing every team, he might go to some cities that he's hardly played in. Like Mm -hmm. I think he might've played in Toronto once. And the Rockies just didn't win any of those games. So I don't know that Toronto's <laughs> like, oh man, we're going to give you some of our favorite and famous Toronto soup. You know, I don't know. What, what's a big cuisine? Poutine! In Toronto?
1: poutine!
0: Or Montreal, no?
1: No, it's all of Canada.
0: All of Canada is, uh, is poutine crazy, huh? Yeah.
1: You sure about that? Yes.
0: Okay. All right, so... So hook up Charlie Blackman with some poutine in 2023 because you never know it could be his last time in Toronto. If we're talking about starters. Larry Walker started four times, uh, was voted as the starter by fans three times, named the starter once. Helton also was voted as the starter three times. Arenado voted as the starter three times. We mentioned it yesterday. Ubaldo Jimenez, the only Rocky to be named the starting pitcher, that was in 2010, came after he had that no-hitter in Atlanta, came after he was just absolutely lights out. He was the best pitcher in baseball going into that All-Star break, no doubt about it. And no catchers have ever made the All-Star team for the Colorado Rockies. Oh part, part of God. their struggle, part of their story yeah. uh, is that they haven't got a ton of production from their catchers, but Tampa Bay hasn't really either. In like, fact, if you, if you go back and look at, at all the expansion teams, they haven't gotten a, a ton of production out of players. They've gotten a couple all-star appearances. I think Miguel Montero might've been an all-star with Arizona. Uh, maybe Mike DeFelice uh, was an all-star with Tampa Bay. Yeah, These are just obscure names. Yeah. Where, again, yeah. You catch lightning in a bottle for three months, you might become an, an all-star,
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. but
0: it doesn't, you know, make you a great all-time catcher that people are going to remember and say, oh, man, remember the Mike DeFeliz era? (laughs) It was was a couple months. It it really is is what it was. Uh, At-bats in an all-star game. How, this might be surprising a little bit, but again, if you really step back and reflect, the most at-bats in an all-star game is only, not an all-star game, in all-star games total, Mm -hmm. is 10. That's it. Blackman and Arenado both had 10 at-bats. That's the most, which is, again, it's kind of surprising when you think uh, about you know Tulo, Arenado, uh, Helton having been a part of five different games only getting 10 at-bats. I mean, that's two per... Right now, you're lucky to get two at-bats in a
1: game. I was going to say, I'm not super surprised by that. Yeah, Yeah. they cycle through those guys so fast.
0: No, that's true. That's true. Uh, Home runs, Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, Matt Holliday, and Todd Helton. Only ones to homer in an all-star game. The only player to triple by Rocky. I was there to see it. Ellis Burks in 1996. Not bad. Not bad. Wow, you were there. there. Good for you. Indeed. Six pitchers have uh, pitched in the game. About nine, eight or nine have made the all-star team as pitchers, but only six have actually pitched in the game. Uh, That being Ubaldo Jimenez, who started in 2010. We have Greg Holland, Brian Fuentes, Mike Hampton. Most recently last year with Herman Marquez at a one two, three inning. Did fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the longest outing was by Aaron Cook in 2008. That was an extra inning game and ended up going 15 innings. Aaron Cook got the ball and they just said, just keep pitching like crazy through three innings. Did not give up a run. It was a really good performance there uh, for the National League by Aaron Cook gave up four hits. Did walk three, struck out one, but did not give up a run. And so for that, Aaron Cook. Cookie. Nice job.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Encyclopedia Patrick, for another another great dive.
0: That's it. And now when it comes to the Home Run Derby, again, there's been a, been a couple of guys. I think there's been 14 different players who've been a part of the Home Run Derby. Obviously, most recent Trevor Story. He got knocked out by Trey Mancini. Um I think he had 12 that year. I can remember there was some story about him asking, Hey, did I hit more home runs than Charlie Blackman? And I thought he did. Uh, But story of course was last year, only cargo and Larry Walker participated in more than one. They both had two home run derbies. And it's funny because when you go back and look at the totals of, you know, the, the total amount of home runs that players hit, you know, Even 10 years ago, before they had this format with the clock, they didn't hit a ton. Like, Dante Bichette was the first one to ever participate. That was in Pittsburgh in 1994. He only hit three. Burks, in 96 in Philadelphia, he hit one. Uh, Todd Helton in Seattle in 2001, only hit two. Cargo, his first time in Kansas City, he only hit four. But again, the timed format allows you to make more outs, but also, of course, to hit more home runs. So, Harry Walker made it to the finals. That was really the best showing. Uh, and that was a year where they used to do like rolling totals. So, basically, if you did great in the first round, you get to keep those numbers. So, he ended up losing oh. to Tino Martinez in the finals, even though I think Tino was like totally blown up. He had like 21 in the first round. So, uh, that was kind of a, a, a strange thing. But Matt Holiday, Michael Kadire in 2013, and Tulowitzki in 2014 were the only other ones to at least advance to the second round. Uh, And Justin Morneau, the only one to ever participate in the Home Run Derby, uh, along with Trevor Story, who weren't actual all-stars, they went, they showed up to represent Morneau. He did it in Minnesota. That was a year in which the Rockies had two players in the Derby, Tulo and Morneau. And then last year, we know Trevor Story had to represent the hometown crowd in Colorado, which was, uh, of course, super cool to see.
1: Yeah, for sure. That was awesome to see. Um, two things. One, I'm sure Julio Rodriguez wishes that home run still carried over from your early rounds because that would have been a totally different outcome.
0: Precisely. Yeah. and I, I don't know what the, the the solution is for that, because, again, if you're going into the finals and and again, what about this? So Juan Soto, you go oh, he hit like 16 and 17 in the first two rounds. He didn't need to hit more. Right, like he hit one more than the guy that was in front of him, so that wouldn't Mm -hmm. necessarily be fair to say. Okay, we're starting the finals, and you're already down 20 home runs. So then what? He goes in the finals, and he hits 18. His time's up. Julio doesn't even hit in the finals then, because it's just like, well, no, he had to catch up. So it's so hard to know like what's best. It's just it's unfortunate. Like he 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 used up all his homers Mm -hmm. in the first two rounds, and you go, he hit 81 home runs, and he didn't win. Yeah, it's. It's imperfect system, unfortunately. Would you like yeah. to see to go back to that? Would you like to see go back to just most overall home runs or just Maybe.
1: look face off
0: to face off?
1: Maybe I I don't know. It's like I just feel like if you're hitting you know eighty plus home runs, you deserve to to win. Like that's so many home runs. So I would like to see something like that come back into the mix.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see a Nikola Jokic MVP bobblehead up on my shelf, and I'm going to do that by heading over to foco.com, F-O-C-O.com. You can check out the link in our YouTube description if you're watching live or you're watching it after the fact. Uh, You can actually get 10% off with code DNVR for all non-presale items. So this is something that you're going to save on. You you can't beat that. Now, Foco, man, we're teaming up with them to make sure that you're secured with access to all the best collectibles and gear around. They've got all the Denver sports teams, Rocky City Connect bobbleheads even. I think they've got some regular Rockies bobbleheads as well. So it's really neat. you got to check these guys out there. They are the next ones up. We know the name Fanatics, but you need to know the name FOCO right now. It's FOCO.com. They are the next ones that are changing the game in a major way. So get in now on the ground floor at FOCO.com and use code DNVR for that 10% discount. And also head over to athleticgreens.com slash ROC. It's the first three letters in Rockies. So you can take ownership of your health. You can also get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, as well as five free travel packs with your first purchase. It's what I use each and every morning. It's how I start my day before my first cup of coffee to help get me going. Well, guess what? This helps get me going. All this is is one scoop, and I get 75 high-quality vitamins, whole foods or superfoods, probiotics, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. It gives me that clarity before that first cup of coffee. Usually, I can wait a lot longer until I have that first cup because Athletic Greens is getting me in the right place. So get yourself in the right place, at the right place, At athleticgreens.com slash ROC, the first three letters of Rockies. First half is over. The Colorado Rockies are 43 and 50. It feels right.
1: Yeah. So, you know, not great, but less than 10 games under 500, which, you know, we've been in that rut for a little bit. So, all right. Feeling a little better about the.
0: What? Yeah, six and a half games uh, outside of the uh, final wild card spot. Again, a lot of teams to jump over, but a lot of guys that deserve to get some praise. So let's go ahead and dive into the Blake, no, the Blaze Street Bombers, because these yes. guys are on fire. Really good first half, first three months of the season. At number five, we have close to five guys. No, we've got three guys, <laughs> Chad Cool, Jose Iglesias, Connor Joe didn't want to leave those guys out. Yeah, we'll throw in uh, Kyle Freeland as an honorable mention as well. Oh my gosh. But from those three guys, (laughs) do you give the edge to one over the other? Or is it just like, man, they're all kind of doing their own thing in a unique way?
1: Patrick, I know you really wanted to put this list together, but I have to roast you. Why don't we just make this a longer list? You always want to have like two, three, four guys at the number five spot. I told you I was going to roast you for this and I'm living up to my word.
0: That's it. I I, I've got to get it in. I don't know if the graphics department can make something with the full 26 man roster. And I rank them and go at number 26. He gave up three home runs last week, but that strikeout there of Jake Cronenworth in the eighth was critical. Like that's not going to fly. So we'll, we'll stick with five and then just really shoehorn a bunch of guys in there and, and make it work. Chet cool. Uh, the, the, the bloom has come off the rose just a little bit here in his last couple starts, but provided that great, complete game, three yeah. hit shutout against the Dodgers there to close out June. Uh, was a part of one of the more funner stories, uh, more funnest, more funnerest. There you go. Okay. I speak for a living. The most and more funnerest moments. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> about that in a moment of recent yeah. memory. So he's been a part of that. You know, he's got the best era in general sure if you're looking at other statistics um like era plus again he's still the best quality starts he's up there with seven so he's been really good to help fortify a starting rotation that people were worried hey what are you gonna do with no john gray chad cool's has been just about as effective as john gray has been
1: oh yeah for sure chad cool has been awesome and that complete game shutout was absolutely electric He absolutely deserves to be on this list, but I think Jose Iglesias too has put on such a great performance in this past month, this past season, plus he's hit multiple milestones or he hit a big, pretty big milestone pretty recently that 1000th hit.
0: Yeah, no, that was a big one. He's, he's in around, you know, batting 300, which is really no slouch. Now there's not a ton of guys that are hitting 300, it's just kind of the, how the game is going with a lot more swing and miss, not a lot less balls that are put into play. So he's doing really well for that. Defense has been good. He's made his share of errors. He's also made his share of really nice uh, highlight reel catches. Uh, he, he's made even plays that are just routine. He's uh, he's made him a little sassy. He's got mm-hmm. some sass in him, or as Bud Black would call it, flair. And then Connor Joe, of course, doing his thing in the leadoff spot. He's kind of in that similar. Uh, phase with with Charlie Blackman, where for so long Charlie Blackman, as you know, batting lead off, was hitting 25 to 30 home runs consistently. But you look at his RBI total and you go, "Well, it's not a ton." Well, who's hitting behind him, right? Yeah, eight, nine, the pitcher. And so Connor Joe, uh, although he's got that you know really good combination of power and speed, leads the team with six stolen bases. He's he's doing his job. He is getting on base. So there are certain statistics that uh, might look a little bit lower or a little bit less. Uh, then a player that is getting as much attention as his, but he's doing the job that he's been put out there for that's leading off and playing corner outfield and first base when CJ Krohn needs a day of rest. So he's been really solid defensively. That's why that trio is the fifth best player for the first time <laughs> for the Colorado Rockies. I At mean...
1: Number- Combine all three, and it's like the greatest player of all time, probably. You're right.
0: Actually, they need to be number one. Let's see if we can get a quick gra- graphics flip. So technically, now that yeah, we're here, do not, them, do
1: not, do not. They're Shohei
0: Otani, right? We got we've combined player number one, this Frankenstein of a player, complete games, batting lead off, got a thousand hits. It's it's crazy. All right, number four on the Blaze Street Bombers for the Colorado Rockies. I believe we have ourselves mm-hmm. in Mr. Brendan Rogers, 47 RBI. Uh, pretty important to note there. Obviously he's a second baseman and that's uh, somewhat of a rarity. You throw out his April and very much could be number one. In fact, there uh, in the all-star game on Tuesday night. They showed Julio Rodriguez's stat and they said, here's what he did in April. And. You know, he hit hit like something like 200. He had a handful of RBI, one or two home runs. Maybe it was only one home run. And you go, man, he struggled a little bit in April. But look what he's done since. B-Rod has actually been better than J-Rod since May 1st. But it's what happened before May 1st. Mm-hmm. That totally wipes away everything that Brandon Rodgers did. He's also not a rookie, so it's a little bit different. He's playing second base rather than a premium position like uh, Julio Rodriguez is doing out there in center field. Not as, you know, J-Rod's got all those stolen bases to go along with it. A lot more home runs, but in general, Brendan Rogers, you really have to like what he's been able to do since the calendar turned to the month of May.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I believe he mentioned, I believe he mentioned at the end of May, he was like, all right, yeah, I had a good May. That was good. Glad that happened. Kind of, uh, Yeah, he was just like, oh, no, no, we'll, like, tack this on to May. Like, I had a great May. And it's like, no, 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 like, you're back, B-Rod. You are back. April was the outlier, and he has just been on fire ever since.
0: He has been. Number three on the Blaze Street Bombers, of course, Mr. Nasty himself. Charlie Blackman, 14 home runs. The stroke is absolutely back. Mm -hmm. He uh, only had 13 last year, so it was really awesome to see you know, him, him, uh, have the power stroke going again. Uh, he's been okay in the outfield uh, when he's needed there, but he's embraced that DH spot taking those days. And so when he's in the lineup, he's that much better.
1: Yeah, for sure. And we know that he was a little hesitant to take on that DH role. And that's not unusual with guys in the national league who have like now just been introduced to having this in their everyday routine, but he's, yeah, he's noticing that it does make his body feel different. He feels more rested. The wear and tear is so much less. So yeah, he's taken it taken it on well.
0: Number two on the Blaze Street Bombers, Daniel Bard mm-hmm. doing fantastic with 22 saves. I thought he has 21. I could be wrong. Do you know his number?
1: Uh, off the top of my head? No, you're the one who knows the numbers off the top of your head. But yeah, Daniel Bard has been absolutely incredible. Plus... I mean, I feel like we don't talk about this enough. This is like maybe the biggest snub of the all-star game. Cause I it really is. do believe he should have been there.
0: Yeah, no 20 saves. Uh, it's been fantastic. He's the, uh, the first uh, guy, I think since Greg Holland uh, with, with 20 saves before the all-star break. So that's uh, no slouch. Yeah. He's been really good in, uh, in that bullpen for Colorado. Love that 2.02 ERA had a couple of flare ups early on in the season, but He's been great, and he's a guy that really, you know, last year had some uh, bad outings that really skewed his numbers. But if you go back to 2020, that pandemic season when he came back out of nowhere, had six saves, was really solid for the Rockies' bullpen. He sort of deserves that. Like, he's been really very much overlooked and really disappointed that he didn't get that opportunity um, to to represent the Rockies at the All-Star game. But, of course, their lone All-Star, the guy that is the slam dunk, Top player for the Rockies in the first half, the Blaze Street Bombers. That would be Mr. Christopher John Crone. Susie, I mean, how great is it to see this guy hit home runs, it seems like, pretty much every series?
1: Yeah, no, he has just been absolutely electric. He's been so productive for this team. Absolutely deserved to be an all-star, so I'm so happy that that all came together. But I mean, yeah, he's just for a guy who didn't really have a home for, you know, a lot of his career moved around a lot, happy to see him right at home and absolutely crushing it here in Colorado.
0: Yeah. Love that. Absolutely. Love that. Corn has been great. And he's, he's been one of those things from, uh, when you think about the top moments in the month of, or not the month in the first half of the season, when you talk about our, our favorite first half stories, just him in general getting his just desserts, getting acknowledged as one of the best hitters in the game after you know bouncing around five teams in five seasons and only getting a minor league deal uh, to start in 2021. But there, boom, he, he gets the nod as an all-star. and um, a lot. So many other really good I, – I don't think there's enough time to actually go through all of our uh, our favorite moments. Of course, so many guys making their big league debut. Brian Servan, Eliuris, Montero, Sean Bouchard. Jake Bird. Uh, it's been fantastic. What have been some of your favorite moments of the first half of the Rockies?
1: You know what? Um, so one of my favorite moments that happened that I wasn't there for was when the Stanley cup made an appearance at Coors yeah. field, but missing that um, I'll tell you what made up for it was seeing Bud black get ejected. Cause it's so rare. Um, and I love a little conflict and I think, I don't. I feel like Buddy doesn't really necessarily believe in like these things, like firing up a team. But I think it fired them up a little bit to see that their manager was behind them, like that. So um, one of my favorite moments for sure was Bud Black getting ejected.
0: <laughs> that's that's really my only criticism of Bud Black <laughs> is that I think he needs to get ejected a little bit more because, like you said, it fires the team up. It it doesn't necessarily look, the game plan is pretty much already made up. And so I don't think there's something that Bud Black would do that Mike Redmond wouldn't. And you go, ah, oh, we would have won that game if we did have Bud Black in the dugout. But you could win a couple extra games if your manager goes out there, stokes that fire, gets you pissed off a little bit, and now we're going to win this game for our manager because, you know what, uh, the, the the crew screwed up or he was defending us against the other team. That would be my only piece of criticism. And if that's the worst thing you got to say about a guy, He's doing a pretty damn good job, but yeah, that was ejection was great. Uh, bummed. I missed that one. Yeah. yeah I'm, bummed. Bummed I you missed- there. <laughs> I'm bummed
1: you missed it too, but I'm so happy that I was there for it because it really was quite a, quite a night.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, 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 new fun store, of course, the Colorado crockies with the crocs craze, Chad, cool, Lucas Gilbert doing that thing that continues to evolve. I uh, have gone to the crocs website, but uh, I've not put anything in the cart just yet. So Careful product placement there in the clubhouse uh, has been uh, has been somewhat pivotal there for that. Uh, Herman Marquez, uh, I like how he's been able to battle here in his last couple starts, has looked a lot better. Did he get his 900th strikeout? Only the second Rocky ever to do that. That happened just this last homestand. Also love that uh, someone made him up a, a shirt, a long-sleeve print shirt, and it was a couple days until anyone realized it. And I, I had to point it out. I say, um, someone spelled your name wrong with an S and not a Z on the end of Marquez. He's like, son of a gun. And he, he still wanted to keep the shirt. He wasn't going to totally throw it out. And then Ryan McMahon said, I'll, I'll wear it. I'll have yeah.
1: it. I'm glad that, he, yeah, I'm glad he did wear it. That was a funny moment way back at the beginning of the season. So this is like, what a what a throwback right now. But yeah, I thought it was so funny when Ryback was rocking it during warmups. It was a lot of fun. I just love seeing the guys having a good time.
0: Remember when Randall Gritchick got glasses out of nowhere after hitting 300 and then getting rid of the glasses because he was no longer hitting, but then brought the glasses back first half. One of the, one of those great stories. Also his his (laughs) home run robbery on game four in Texas. Wow. And the fact that they ended up winning that game because of an overturned call, because Brian Jones, the video coordinator said, Hey, wait a minute. We've got a case here and they end up winning that game. He got the MVP chain, a guy who's not even on the field. That's the, I think that's the only time we've seen that happen uh, so far this season. So that was cool. That happened. Uh, We didn't see, but we heard about it extensively. Josh, Shushan told us all about it. Todd Helton, the future hall of famer getting ejected from a triple a game. Wow.
1: I clearly, I love ejections, but yeah, him getting mad over, I think it was a pitch clock situation him freaking out and getting ejected over that is just exactly what I want to see from Todd Helton, exactly what I want to see from Rocky's front office.
0: And then, you know, our season really started off with, uh, with Jose Iglesias getting that hit, having that moment there where, Mm. you know, we all kind of realized like, Oh, that's right. His father had passed away during the off season. And so that was the first hit uh, that, that his father, you know, would not see. And so, That was obviously a, a very emotional thing. And uh, on, on the flip side, if we're talking about something that, again, if you're, if you're looking statistics-wise, and, and a lot of times the numbers will last a lot longer than moments like that for Jose Iglesias, obviously that moment will last forever. And I think for a lot of Rockies fans, they won't forget that. But if we're talking about all-time performances, you also have to bring up Brendan Rodgers' three home run game yes. against the Marlins, the final of which – was a walk-off home run. Wow. That was that was huge.
1: That was big, Patrick. Yeah. That was definitely quite quite an evening. But also I we I loved when we talked to Brendan after that game. He's like, I don't think I've ever had a three home run game like that. I don't think I had one in like little league. I didn't have one in the minors. Like, didn't have ever. it in T ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, just ever. Just had had never. Never happened. Anything else, Susie that, that we, we, I mean, we missed, we missed three months of, of stuff. We, we talked about 10, but of course we could go on and on any, any of the big ones for you that, that jump out as like, that was a cool moment, either again on the field for the Rockies in the clubhouse, or even for us on our show, you know, we talked about baseball butts. That was a fun one. For, for that a was a there. fun
1: one for sure. Um, I loved when a PHNX learned what Charlie Blackman looks like without a beard. Uh, <laughs> so that was pretty funny i love that this was the season or this was like this first half where the world fell in love with connor joe like his nickname is everyone's favorite rocky he it's great that we've gotten to see him play well people have gotten to know his story people have gotten to see he's just a great guy so i love that um people are just appreciating connor joe a lot
0: yeah, that, that's a, that's a great point. It was a lot more in April. It, it seems like that's something he's, he's getting a little bit less attention for that, which is okay. He He's still getting the same amount of attention, mm-hmm. but it's not like constantly up. He's on this talk show and that talk show, but the proof is in the pudding to your point, Susie, because when you go to the ballpark, there are a lot of Connor Joe jerseys that are around. In fact, I think uh, in the last homestand, I saw someone with a, a black vest connor joe jersey and i'm like that they don't even make those anymore like that's yeah that's a real exclusive almost one-of-a-kind kind kind of thing so you're right he's he is still a fan favorite even if the national media might not still be talking about him each and every day though they probably should Mm -hmm. rockies fans know like this is the guy he gets his own graphic come on he gets yeah joe 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 joe
1: He's got a chant. It's easy. It's easy to remember. It's, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, the hype for Connor Joe is real, but super deserved.
0: My mother is a bigger fan of Connor Joe than Pete Alonzo. We're watching the Home Run Derby <laughs> and she's like, oh, he's a Mets guy because she grew up kind of in a Mets family. So she's like, oh, okay. he's a Mets guy. So he's all right. And, I'm, and as we're watching, I'm like, is he doing it for you? Because you don't seem like a, you don't seem excited. You're not, you don't seem to be in on Pete Alonzo. He's meditating, breathing through his eyelids and all that. And she's like, I mean, he's I mean, he's okay. It's going to take some time. I'm like, yeah, but I feel like as soon as you saw Connor Joe, you immediately were like, okay, I like this dude. She's like, yeah, I, I was all in on Connor Joe right away. So you're, he's got that it factor, right? He's Pete Alonzo, the polar bear. No, thanks. Connor Joe, Jojo. <laughs> Yes. He's got the it factor, man. He, everybody loves him. He's everyone's favorite Rocky.
1: I need to start asking my mom who her favorite Rocky is.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's uh believe it or not, that's been an ongoing bit on this podcast for, uh, for many, many years. So uh, glad to keep that tradition alive here uh, in a major way. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Cause we're having a lot of fun over there talking about the draft picks and you DMS are open. So you can ask us questions, even if you're not, A member, if you get the members-only Discord, we're having all kinds of conversations all the time. Love the back and forth that we have uh, from the diehards and even the folks that are just trying to learn more. Because that's another thing. Second half is starting up. People have kind of gotten a break. You know, they they maybe were doing a little bit of camping. They enjoyed their summer. And now they're like, all right, uh, maybe I need to reinvest myself in the Rockies. How do I do that? Who should I be following? What do I pay attention to? And sometimes it's just easy to ask someone. And so our DMs are open. You can go ahead and do that. We can have those, uh, those conversations, whether they be brief or otherwise. At DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter.
1: And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on every single platform.
0: Susie, a lot of momentum as we go into the second half. It starts on Friday in Milwaukee against the Brew Crew. But you know what they say about momentum. It's truly only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you then.